0: This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts.
1: Welcome to the Carbon Connection Podcast. It's not too late to change the conversation about climate change from doom and gloom to a conversation about possibility. This podcast is a curated selection of episodes that we just had to share with you. The Carbon Connection is about the many dimensions of climate change and the conversations people are having across the globe. It's about hope, community, advocacy, science, and changing our future. In this episode of The Carbon Connection, hosts Olabanji Stephen and Leaky Tang speak with Juan Coronado, co-founder of Mahenta Tequila, the first B Corp tequila company in the world. They discuss how traditional tequila is made and how it differs from the approach taken from Mahenta Tequila. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada.
0: Hi, I'm Ola Banji and I'm from Banjir.
2: Hello, I'm Liki, and
3: I live in Paris.
0: Hey, I'm Rod, I'm from Peru.
3: Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day, with everyone, from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions, because it's not too late.
2: You know that today we have a guest on this podcast.
0: Yeah, we do. We have an amazing guest today, and we're so excited to share some really great stories and to have him share some of his stories with you. So um, hi, Juan. Welcome to Carbon Sessions.
4: Hello, Laiki, he, and hello, Olabanji. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you for saving a little space for me. Um, Juan Coronado, I'm one of the founders of Mijenta Tequila.
2: You are the co-founder of one of the, well, actually the first B Corp certified tequila brand in the
4: world. Indeed, uh, um, we're a small group of uh, collective people that believe in doing great by doing the right thing. And for us, it's important to uh, hero the land, to hero the people and to hero life. And, you know, we're very um, thankful that we uh, got our B Corp certification for us, you know, it has been something that we started from the beginning. That's that was the intent of us creating a tequila brand. Tequila brand that cares. A tequila brand that involves its own community, local community, tequila brand that from the packaging up to the liquid inside, it will stand for, you know, good practices. It will stand for, you know, sustainability. It will stand for like uh, you know, life. And that's what we started from the beginning. So We're very thankful to be the first B Corp tequila company in the world. and um, We launched our tequila in September of 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. But um, in some way, I like to say uh, we were so sure about what we were doing. We were so ready about the quality of our product that we would need to bring some good news out there to the world. And we're like, it doesn't matter, you know this is what we meant to do and this is our vocation. I think we're good at this, let's go forward. And it was you know, a matter of a few seconds to convince the whole team. And mm-hmm. here we are today with a tequila that uh, it's called the Tequila Provocateur. Um, we're here to provoke change within the tequila industry and we're standing like very firm about it. And at, at the same time, you know, we're paying innovation ovation to the, the people that really like, you know, work the land, people that work the processes, people that cherish life. And tequila, you know, has been an agricultural product from Mexico that has been, you know, nonstop during the pandemic. It uh, it has actually grown a lot since 2020 in terms of productions, in in terms of exportations and sales so for us it's been a commitment since you know that day but we started our company 5 years ago and you know the way things mold and shape in your brain and you start thinking maybe we should do this this way and you know but sustainability has been at the forefront of us and being able to keep our um, carbon footprint neutral is being a challenge especially working in Mexico but it's been possible and we're here to provoke other companies to do the same and You know, that's what we want. Yeah.
2: I I actually know nothing, almost nothing about tequila, the process of tequila making. So maybe you can walk us through about, you know, how tequila is traditionally made and uh, what are you making better than the other brands? So then you get the certification,
4: the B Corp certification. Um, I, mean, I don't want to say that we you know, we didn't invent tequila, of course not, and that's not the case. Tequila is a traditional product that is one of the denominations of origins from Mexico, and it undergoes a very strict regulation. Um, there's five states in Mexico that you can make tequila from, but let's track back a little bit. Tequila is made out of one species of agave. That agave plant is called the Blue Weber agave, and there's about... 159 species of agave in Mexico, but yet the only one you can use for tequila production is the Blue Web. So once you have determined the origin and the regions of those five states, basically the agave plants are grown, are cultivated, that's the right word, and then you have to wait several years for these plants to reach maturity and then to be you know, ready for tequila production. The way it goes on tequila is Once you have the agave plant, you have to harvest it. Harvesting an agave plant is nothing easy. Mm. It's difficult. It might take me 25 minutes to harvest one plant. But the experts out there in the field, we call them himadores They're like generations after generations. People that works with a koa, which is a stick that has a sharp blade at the end, and they shave all the leaves that have thorns at the end that might pinch you and like, it might be bleeding for a while. So they had to carefully go into the core of the plant and shave it up, shave it to a specific, you know, uh, greenish or whitish of the core. That core, then it looks like a pineapple. We call it actually piña, Spanish for pineapple. Then we take it out, then cut it in half. The center of the plant has a cojollo, which is a chute that is bitter, has to be extracted. Then you have these two halves. Then you have to cook them. We call them cook them. Basically, what we'll try to do at this process is to caramelize the sugars within the fibers of the plant. Once the sugars are cooked, it's very aromatic and sweet. It looks like almost like honey, like molasses, mm. like one of those maple. Then you go into the extraction of that juice. You pass it through a roller miller and press it. You mix it with water. And then that must since it has already sugar and it has already yeast from the plants, starts to ferment on its own, then you have to add a particular yeast to deliver the specific flavor that you want out of your tequila. That process is called the fermentation process. After a few days, our fermentation is very long. It's 96 hours. Mm-hmm. We take that initial alcohol from it and we distill it, basically, We pass it through a device that is called the pot steel. We add vapor or heat. The must inside starts to evaporate. It goes from liquid to like a little invisible spirit, like a ghost, like a gas, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then it hits a condenser, a coal, a goose neck, and it turns into Mm -hmm. liquid again. That is already tequila. So we do this process twice. It's called distillation. And then we have a beautiful tequila. To answer your question, what do we do differently than others? Perhaps is the care of mm. our goods. We believe that the best agave are in a region called the highlands, where the, the soil is very red. It's like super red, different than anywhere else. And that depicts a high content of iron into the, the soil. So the agave plants, they grow very tall there. We only harvest agave from seven years up to 10 years old. At that age, somehow there's a magical maturity within the agave that gives us the real flavors and aromas that we want to make our tequila. I kid you not guys, I cannot make the end of tequila with agave that is a little younger than that because it doesn't have that like genetically like a flavor from earth. It has to be somewhere around that age. Another thing that for me is very, very, very important when we harvest. I need to see at least a twenty percent of the field with the quiote The kiote is the blossom of the plant. If I don't see that blossoming, something is douchey. That tells me more or less the the age of the agave. Like you know, Mother Nature is always right. So seeing the kiote is important. Why? Besides giving me the idea of the age of the agave. It also brings a lot of biodiversity to the region, to the area. It brings birds, bats, which are the most important pollinizers of agave plants. Without bats, it's not tequila, there's no agave. It brings butterflies, it brings everything. The fruits of these flowers are very sweet and very unique. And they bring all those like, biodiversity to the region. They're important. A bat might take a little like fruit and eat it and dump the seed somewhere else. But that seed contains the best and the strongest DNA from the plant, the generically strong uh, information of the plant. It's on the seeds, and that's the best way to propagate them. Now, another thing that might be interesting to hear, it's our maestra tequilera. is a lady, a female. Her name is Ana Maria Romero Mena. I kid you not, guys. She is the goddess of tequila, and Ana Maria has won several years on a row. Best maestra tequilera. She came and educated everybody in the tequila world and made it sophisticated. And she has books out and she has certifications that she can certify you as a tequiler. And she's amazing. And having her directing our production has been so amazing. Like She has been able to create a tequila culinary, as we call it. Delicious. And that has been perhaps the, the, the big tool that we have been using. We use all the methods you know, that she implements, and you know, it's part of the protocol that Maria uses.
2: Is that common, that a woman doing this? Is that, is that something that's common or is usually male-dominated world?
4: It's a, it's a male-dominated <laughs> you know, thing, but, but wait. I will have to say that the truth is, females will have a better olfactory sense, a better mm. like, taste notion than males. It's true. Um, that's hence the fact that there's, you know, in the perfume world, there's a lot of ladies. In the whiskey world, it's like now turning into ladies because they have a more accurate olfactory sense. The tequila world is turning that way too. There's a couple of um, amazing ladies there. And I'm very proud to work with all these experience, amazing ladies at distilleries. But Ana Maria is like our lady and we celebrate her every day and she is the best of the best. Wow. Sorry, guys, but she's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely love to hear that.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. And, and you seem really knowledgeable about this, right? And you have an interesting history in the hospitality entrepreneurship sector as well. Do you mind telling us how you got into this and maybe take us back to a bit of your history and, and why this is so special to you?
4: Yes, that's a great question. You know, hospitality is a way of living for me. And uh, I was taught, to me by my mother at the age of five like she invited me to a restaurant and um she said in front of the door of the restaurant i wish there would be a gentleman that would open this door for me and he clicked for me and you know hospitality was like i need to open the door for my mom and not only for my mom for everybody it's a daily practice you go to the supermarket you go to a coffee shop please you first no you first like in my world, like I'm the, I'm the last person in and the last person out. And um, it's, it's it's about giving your best, giving the best spot to anybody that appears. You don't have to not even know them or expect anything in return. It's a way of living. And, you know, I, I always like to mention that it's something that we're losing, but it can be cultivated and harvest in people's hearts. And, it's amazing. Like, you know, I open doors and let people things and help people with different things. They're like looking at me, like expecting me to ask them for something or, or, <laughs> or you know, it's amazing. People, yeah. just, they just look at you like, well, I don't know what to say to you. You don't have to say anything. And then you walk away and they say, thank you. You're like, oh, you're welcome. It, <laughs> it shocks people sometimes, but it's something that we need to cultivate it and practice it and, One action of hospitality will lead to somebody else passing it along. And that's the name of this industry, the hospitality and service industry. And I'm here because I love it. And I got in voluntarily, and nobody can take me away from it. It's my way of living. And um, I love, like, you know, to have the little, like, cocktail mixture of hospitality and passion. Those two things for me are, like, basically the way I like to define myself. I don't know if I'm right, but. Uh somebody told me, wow, you, you have a lot of passion for the things that you're doing. Like, that's a fuel, you know. If you don't have passion, you don't get from point A to point B in life. It has to have that gasoline inside of you, that passion. Mm-hmm. And I've been in the hospitality industry for quite some time, you know. I'm not going to go with all that, but um, uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, somebody smart says once, you, find a job that you love and you will not work a day in your life. And what a mistake was to tell me that. i'm 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 on a permanent vacation believe me yeah (laughs) and i believe it i feel it
0: that's really amazing thanks thanks for taking us back through time and how you got here um do you think that people i mean the, the customers care that uh that the tequila is carbon neutral does does that make them want to have more tequila or do they even know at all
4: you know, at this day and age, we have what, what I like to call smart consumers. Smart consumers are, you know, people that will go and ask questions. And they will go interrogate bartenders. And they have their own opinion on what's good and what's okay and what's not. And um, people is like, you know, educating themselves. They know, oh, I like tequila that is made in pot still. I don't like tequila made with diffusers. I don't like tequila with tequila, or I do, or you know, they're, they're being more inquisitive and asking questions. And when they go to bars, they go, I don't make me a margarita, but not with that. What else you have? Oh, I like that. Oh, that one. You know, they they have the eye for things. And it, you know, in our case, we are unsustainable tequila. You know, not too loud. We don't have a celebrity attached to us. We oppose to that. We believe that our celebrity is the liquid inside. And Mm -hmm. if you want to get to know it, you have to drink it. And that's the way we go about things. We always tell people, hey, try our tequila, but try other tequilas too. Mm. You know, Let's try them next to each other. And you get to be the consumer. It's your experience. And it turned out that it works very well for my case because our tequila happens to be well made. Thank you, Ana Maria. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody in Arandas. Uh, but um, that's the best scenario. Usually people's like looking nowadays, especially in America. So who's the celebrity behind your tequila? And, hey, we don't have one. It's the liquid inside, the tequila itself. The real hero is the tequila.
2: Celebration of people. Yeah. And that, exactly. is, that is related to the, the name of your brand.
4: To the ethos of a brand. Exactly. Yeah. So mi gente means mi gente. And it's translated, translated to my people. And it's for my people and the people that work with the traditional, you know, tequila industry. And, and that's what we're here for, you know? Um, that's what we stand for. Our motto is por la tierra, for the land, por la gente, for the people, and por la vida, for life. That's what we, that's how we toast.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have another question. When I first heard about this brand, your Mejenta Tequila, um, I was quite surprised that a Tequila brand a liquid brand decided to go B Corp and be carbon neutral. So what was the drive, personal and team drive, that pushed you to, to get this, this certification? Could
4: you go through this process? We always have been enamored with the highest standards for social and environmental performances and practices. And it's something that basically we start a brand around those principles, not the other way around. Mm. We didn't start a brand and then, oh, let's now be organic. Oh, let's yeah. be sustainable. No, we're like, we're going to do this the right way, or let's not do it. Mm. And having that and being like horse, horse blinders about it. And that's, you know, the carrot and the stick, that's our goal. We're going to make this happen this way. He gave us like, you know, a few results and um, B Corp is a, is a pristine accolade that we love it, you know, and, um, it's fantastic. It stands for like, we're a good product for planet earth and for the people in it. And we're, we're just happy that we're the first one. And we didn't start a, a tequila company aiming to do that. We started just to do that. That was our principle.
2: Mm, I love that. It's, it's a combination of your uh, personal love and path in life, uh, hospitality and love for the land, love for people, love for tradition.
4: We, we use everything to our advantage in a positive way, impact, you know, the industry, the people within the industry, the consumers and other companies too. And we wanted to like, you know, make our main focus into that. We have um, the Mijenta Foundation, which is been great. Like I, I love working with our foundation because I'm creating um, an impact in, in our planet, in, in reforestation, wow. <laughs> in local communities. And this is a beautiful thing. And you're drinking tequila while while doing it, you know? It's fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I have one more question here. Um, so you, you do, like, beach cleanups, and, and I saw that on, on your website.
4: Yeah, you know, many companies have done beach cleanups, and it's important because, you know, here's the double-edged sword that I like of beach cleanups and... You know, many companies have done it. Um, It's fantastic. And having people coming off the bars, call the bartenders, some good clients and customers of the bartenders, uh, some ambassadors, some people in the offices. You know what? Today, we're going to impact our local community. Let's go do a cleanup. People see you. Why are you guys cleaning? This is the beach that we all live around, that we all use, that we all like to vacation in, and we're impacting and. It has that double-edged thing. You're cleaning, you're doing something physically to clean up. And then at the same time, you basically are doing the sample. People is looking at you, like, all right, there's this group of people, and they're gonna go to their bar after to have a drink and celebrate that they clean the beach. And it's about like, you know, example, living by example. I think like when people see you picking up a piece of paper on a sidewalk that is not even yours. People will be like, wow, okay. This person has something inside of them. They're doing the right thing. But 30,000 30, 30, of all the people step on that yeah. piece of paper before you. And no one bent down and picked it up. But the example yeah. is what's important, I think, too. I always tell people, like, you know, you have to start within your own community. It's right here where you are. Start in your house. You know, start in your neighborhood, in your block. You don't have to, like, take a boat to go to... I don't know, Hawaii and clean, you know, beach or something, but start within your local community, you know, your impact is right there because yes, it's easier, it's more convenience, I will say, for you to like, you know, start within your own household. There are things in your household that you can start doing, you know. I'm not going to mention recycling and doing things like that, but being able to be like a responsible consumer is very important, you know. Very important. Um, being able to understand the products and the companies that you stand by, the where does your money goes. You are the responsible for creating an impact in the globe, in the globe, from the smallest thing that you do. When you buy a toothpaste, you should ask the question: Who's this company? Who's making it? Are they helping? Mm-hmm. Those little things go miles and it's just a toothpaste you know but we have to educate ourselves first and then come out and every decision that we make every time we put our credit card down we're impacting possibly positively or negatively Mm. our growth and we have to be the responsible for those things then after that if we're feeling healthy if we're feeling good let's go do something for others and and reach out and create this ripple this wave and it's contagious Like in my neighborhood, there's like neighborhood cleanups when the weather permits and like, oh, when I see the few neighbors, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go park my car. I'm going to join them. I get my bag get a hat and get some gloves and i go yeah. with them you know your
2: energy is fantastic and uh what you've just explained is is pretty much aligned actually with the um, uh, spirit of the carbon almanac is you know instead of looking for the big 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 impact start with your community start where you are with what you have and start creating change and start having conversation and people will notice and pay attention, and you start creating change that way.
4: Indeed, indeed. You know, like, uh, in my neighborhood, is super cool because it's a quiet neighborhood, but sometimes, you know, people come and park their cars, and they throw their garbage, and but we already know. We just got to pick it up because it's our neighborhood, you know? It's our, in front of our house. We see it every day, so we have to take care of each other, and we start somewhere there, and then it echoes.
0: Yeah, It echoes. It echoes. I don't think there's a better way to end the conversation uh, than the fact that it echoes, right? Whatever we do echoes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much, Wan, for all the good work that you're doing, all the all the painstaking work and the care that goes into the work that you do and how you're able to bring fun to people, what people already love um, and make it better and present it in a way that is both interesting and doesn't hurt the environment. That's really good. And I've learned a lot from you today. I've learned so much. And I'm probably going to be the first to listen to this when (laughs) when it's out. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to another time to probably have a conversation with you and and thank you. Thank you.
4: Anytime guys, anytime. And if you got happens to be uh, that we're in um, the same latitude, I would love to like you know meet you guys in person and oh know, yeah it would celebrate be lovely. life because it's the gift that we were gifted.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Lovely.
4: That would be amazing. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you. It's been nice to chat with you. Thank you.
3: You've been listening to Carbon Sessions a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Carbon Connection, a rebroadcast of Carbon Sessions. Carbon Sessions is one of four podcasts by the Carbon Almanac Podcast Network. You can listen to past conversations and explore the entire catalog of episodes at thecarbonalmanac.org podcasts. Thank you for joining us today. See you next time.